Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Everybody. From Los Angeles. Well, that was a freaking disaster. I am, of course, referring to the Morgan Wallen concert at uh, Vaught Hemingway Stadium. You hear about that, Jeffy? Uh, so, so, so Sunday's uh, the Sunday concert getting canceled? Yeah, he evidently is a. Uh, Country country star. I'm not that familiar with his work. Oh, I gather he said some unsavory things in the past. And, uh, yeah, two minutes before he's supposed to go on, show is canceled because he's lost his voice. But then there's rumors out there that he didn't lose his voice. He was hammered. Mm. And uh, other people have said that uh, Ole Miss fans are used to mm-hmm. sitting in that stadium for three hours and being disappointed. Yes. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that was a, that was not good. The whole uh, the the Netflix, I mean the uh, the Twitter blue check experience doesn't seem to be going well, does it? The 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 uh, people don't seem to be paying that. That wasn't good. The whole rollout of the blue checks. And uh, course, I just I have no idea. It seems like the people that have decided that they don't that they wanted Twitter to fail seem to be being very vocal. But yes, it seems like. The launch, the messaging of the launch at the minimum has been very poor. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and, um, and, and literally people have blue checks who didn't pay for blue checks because mm-hmm. Elon Musk wants them to have blue checks and they're disavowing the blue Correct. <laughs> all, things, all things preposterous. Anyway, uh, and then, of course, there was the Memphis Grizzlies. And that was, uh, I believe the score was 35 to 9. Yes, first quarter. freaking 5 to 9 in the first quarter. But listen, there's another chance tonight, Jeffrey. It's a chance to get even tonight. Right out here in Los Angeles, we will, of course, be talking about that. Chris Harrington, Andrew Hill, you're going to get the full, you're going to get the full Daily Memphian team in Los Angeles on this morning's show because I'm here, Chris is here, and Drew is here, and we are all going to talk to you about what the hell happened and what might happen. It is a big night in the city of Memphis. We have, uh, in addition to the Grizzlies. Uh, playing out here in L.A., there's a mayoral debate. Can you I, – I, I'm not going to put you – I'm not asking you to actually do it. You could just say this – you can answer this yes or no. Can you name three mayoral candidates? Mm, Don't do it. No. Don't do it. do it. And do you think most Memphians can name one mayoral candidate? Uh, I think no. Is Lee running? Who, who is who is Lee Harris running? I don't think Lee Harris is running. I don't think Lee Harris is running. No, maybe Google it. <laughs> Google the debate. I don't think he's running. Uh, anyway, don't you don't you don't need to go. I'm just wondering how many do they can name one? I think most cannot name one. Uh, so uh, so at some point we got to tune into that, right? The mayoral debate. And uh, and that there is a I mean the mayoral the mayoral race there is a mayoral debate tonight sponsored by the Daily Memphian Lizzo this is the Lizzo night right this is a Lizzo concert night she's performing tonight because she uh, she was bumped from uh, Game Five night and so that is happening tonight and of I, course I think actually go back to your original thing Lee is not running by the way. I do think most could name one because I think you could make the joke and it would actually be true. It's like, I don't know, is Willie running Willie again? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> That's possible. Uh, Lizzo tonight, Merrill debate tonight, and the Grizzlies tonight. <sighs> All right. Uh, we'll talk about what happened. We'll talk about Dylan. We'll talk about what, what might happen or what needs to happen now. That was humiliating. Didn't you think? I, I thought it was humiliating for the Grizzlies. And then I thought the way that it weirdly works is when your team is doing fabulously, you puff out your chest, you feel good, spring the step, whatever else. I really think Memphians were almost humiliated along with the team. It, it It's... I, I just saw as this was unfolding, the thirty-five to nine first quarter, which was just a staggering, staggering display of ineptitude and being in over your head, or however you want to. It was, it was Memphians felt that they're like, this is not Memphis. We don't talk big and come up small, and. That's exactly what happened. It is 
terrible to get blown out in a game. It's no fun to get blown out in a game. Uh, your showboats might know that experience from Saturday, right? They got blown out together. Uh, the they, they most certainly did. Then Todd Haley, after the the uh, whatever Birmingham scored like a late touchdown, and Todd Haley afterwards on the camera, you could see him say like, "We'll remember that." I don't know if you will, Todd. <laughs> the it, it's no fun to get blown out, but blowouts do happen. To, to you your point, bl- this felt com- yeah. like the Grizzlies got blown out in Game Three in San Francisco last year, and this felt entirely. This felt like something completely different to me. This was yeah no you can get blown out and it's embarrassing to get blown out and yeah. it's just, you know listen I, I Bill Super Bowls they were blown sure. out and that's awful, but it is it is dramatically worse when the blowout comes after big talk because that charge that all they do is talk big and then they don't deliver. It's, it, it, it sort of, it feels like it goes to your character, you know, like really, like it would be as if Joe Namath had guaranteed the Super Bowl and then lost 55 to three. Yeah. You look like a chump and People are laughing at They're not just saying, boy, this is a tough game. They're laughing at you, and they're saying you deserve it. Yeah. And it was already the narrative coming in. I mean, if you look at the athletic survey, who talks the most? There was that one anonymous player in the league who said, the Grizzlies, they only talk when they're, they're up. They don't, like, it's this, here's the truth. People call them faker fans and people call them fakers, but it, it's as if they're Lakers instead of like what Zebo was, was like, didn't say much, but you would never expect anything other than, you know, toughness from him. And this just felt like the opposite. And it was, I felt like it was, it was like, it felt like it was more than just a basketball embarrassment. It felt like it was going to like, this isn't us. This is not what we're supposed to be. And, and I don't know, I'll be interested. We'll take calls in the second, in the next segment. I'll be interested to see if there are any who, um, still want to own the team next year. Honestly, I think for a lot of people, this was the last straw. Now, in the end, if you if you if you get rid of someone, if you get rid of Dylan, he's an unrestricted free agent. If you don't bring Dylan back, you need someone to play Dylan's role. We'll get into right. that. But um, yeah, it's not just like is, a simple choice of do you want Dylan? Right. But yeah, there there is there is this sort of balance between worth the trouble, not worth the trouble. And with Dylan, you need his defense, as it happens, less in this series, because what he really is best at is, you know, bothering Steph or Clay or like that, right? Banging with LeBron, Xavier Tillman can do that. Yeah. And um, but but you you need someone who has his, and then and then but then you're balancing it against the talk, but then the, you're also balancing against the shooting. Yeah. 
because the shooting has become a huge problem and is a huge problem in this series where the Lakers are now basically not guarding Xavier Tillman and not guarding Dylan Brooks. They're giving him the Tony Allen treatment, and Tony Allen at least would not take the shots. Dylan Brooks is taking the shot. So watching all this unfold was, I, I, I thought it was like deeply embarrassing. You, you could not, almost not believe what you were watching to talk so big and to come up small. And, and then sure, the next three quarters happen, and the Grizzlies have been saying over and over again, over the next three quarters, we won the next three quarters by double digits. With all due respect, who cares? Yeah. The game, I mean, it's, it's better than losing by sure. 90. Like, it's better than a repeat of those three quarters. It is true. They did not roll over at that point, and that's good. But relatively meaningless. You hope that, you know, Josh scores 45. That was great because we didn't even know if he could play. And honestly, in the opening minutes, He's turning the ball over. You're wondering if he's going to be able to play effectively. Yeah. In warm-ups, you're wondering if he's going to be able to effectively because he, he does when he – the biggest issue is it seems to be, the time you notice it the most, is when he catches the ball. It yeah. hurts. He, he winces when he catches the ball. And like Taylor Jenkins said, the Lakers are now forcing him to go right because they know he has got an issue with the hand. And um, so – but so to see him do what he did, which was insane – uh, was great, and maybe it will lead to a uh, an, uh, an effective jaw in a winning performance. Right? Yeah, because um, he doesn't thing get going in the second half. Uh, he has had a, a disappointing series. That was great, and so I'm not saying it was utterly meaningless, but I think. Let me ask you this: Do you think Jaw would have scored 45 in a competitive game? My gut says no. Um, probably not. I think probably not. Like, I don't think the Lakers, you know, like he, he's capable of doing it, obviously. But it, to your point, it just felt like empty calories. It was empty calories. I saw you made the point. You, 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 you questioned whether they should be playing because uh, why exhaust them? And sure enough, Jod did come up with cramps. He was fine yesterday. But yeah. Jod came down with cramps at the end. So I, I, I tend to think they're young enough that it's not going to sap them for tonight's game. But – Yes, it all felt pretty meaningless to me after that. Um, I mean, to be clear, the game, you scored nine points in the first quarter. Like, I... I the game was done. Yeah. You, you're, and, and literally, the, yeah, historically bad. Um, and so that happened. Did Dylan's words have anything to do with it? Or how much did they have to do with it? I don't know if you can really. I don't know if you can really quantify. quantify Yeah, you can't quantify it. You'll you'll never know. Would that if Dylan hadn't said anything about LeBron, would it have been the same? Very possibly. They got blown out in Game Three on the road. You know, uh, last year against Golden State, (laughs) they got they got hammered by against Golden State. They got they went down by twenty five in Game Three. They came back to win against Minnesota. Uh, also, last year, like that, this game three is a game that feels like this is when a team is going to, you know, give you their best shot. If you'd asked me before any of this, before Dylan talked, 
whether the Grizzlies had a better chance of winning game three or game four, and he just told abstract, I would have said game four. Because game three, Lakers going to be fired up. Yeah. First real crowd in that yeah. arena since playing the playoffs since 2013. Like, it was always going to be stacked against them. Um, but it sure didn't help. Like, there's a reason that it's, it's overblown, but there's a reason that coaches talk about let's not, you know, say the stupid cliches they say and talk, let's not do bulletin board material and all of that stuff. Why give them a chance to be that much more focused? You, you'll never know. Yeah. And I, I, I do think it plays on Dylan. Like whether the other players feel the pressure of living up to Dylan's words or withstanding the onslaught, I think Dylan does. Yeah, Last I think I, I actually think that's the biggest problem is the fact that it felt like Dylan was coming out with something to prove, and it's like you don't really want Dylan playing on offense no. with something to prove. Three of thirteen in that game last year, coming off of the suspension, was five of nineteen. When Dylan has something to prove, it's not necessarily a good thing for this team. So. Yeah, we'll never know exactly how much it played into it, but but it certainly didn't help. It was totally unnecessary. And it's why if you listen to the original clip and you hear that ridiculous guffaw of mine, I, I was just like, I couldn't believe. They had one game, too. They were feeling good about themselves. It was an hour and a half, two hours after the game ended or something, because Dylan takes a while to talk. And... um and then he just goes at LeBron and calls him old. Like, and, and I never bought the, he's a genius. Uh, this is some diabolical plan. No, it was Dylan liking the attention and, um, and deciding to make himself the story. And they wrote, he wrote a check that the, neither he nor the Grizzlies could cash. And that is embarrassing. And then to compound it, he then left the arena without talking. Yeah. And he did talk yesterday. We'll get to that in a minute. But you, you just, someone, they had to tell him, listen, you can't do that. You can't be the guy who only talks big. And you can't. As badly as you're going to get pounded, you're going to get pounded worse now because you just left the arena without saying anything. As LeBron is sitting there smirking. And taking the fake high road. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> very, ostentati- very ostentatiously taking like no one has ever no one has had a more time a better time taking the high road. Correct. Uh the the the, the it, it, he really takes he's taking the low road by taking the high road. Right. <laughs> um you know. He's only taking the low he's only taking the high road because the Grizzlies keep digging themselves lower. It's not like he's you know yeah, what I mean? It's like this is great. And he just it's a as Tim McMahon yesterday before practice called it the fake high road. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly great. Taking my fake high road. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, he did finally talk yesterday. And uh, it was interesting. Among the things he said, uh, he, di- he did not think his words had anything to do with it. He said, I've been talking all year. And, uh, and, and nothing has ever, you know, it, it, it makes no difference. Um, and uh, we just missed shots, basically, is what he said. But then it was interesting. I asked him about uh, this villain thing, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, 
basically he used to, he said he used to push back on it. And then, but then it didn't matter. It was going to happen anyway. And so he just decided to embrace it. And, um, it was, it was a little, honestly, a little as sad as too strong a word. I don't feel sad for Dylan Brooks, but a little wistful. I really do think he wants to be respected as a basketball player. And I just think that ship has sailed um, nationally. And we'll see what happens tonight. Like there, there is a way back, and it's to be it's to do it's to do things that that gain you respect as a basketball player. Um, but like he talks about, and, and now people say my name. Like he wants deeply to be respected as a basketball player, and instead he has just clowned himself. And the the part where I sort of push back is that. He he does not acknowledge his own responsibility in that. I think what happened with Dylan is is he realized the more he talked, the more attention he got, and then and he liked it, and so he talked more, and he said more outlandish things, and he got more attention. And the next thing you know, he's going down this path. Like he didn't have to hold forth and call LeBron James old. The next day, he, and, and, and he's clowning himself. I don't, I, I, he, he did it to himself by playing the game, by playing that game. In, in the locker room afterwards, now you can't leave without seeing what Dylan will say if you're a reporter, even though he's the last person in the locker room, because he might say something outlandish. Yeah. And so because he about to, therefore everybody, and, and he loves the attention. Um. And, uh, but then he doesn't deliver in the big moments. And, um, and so that was, it, it was interesting to hear all that. He also did say the answers for him to be shooting. <laughs> and that wasn't necessarily reassuring. A good thing. So, um, do you think that, that, um, do you think generally, and, and I don't know where you thought, where, where do you think before this series, the Memphis, fan base was on Dylan Brooks just on, on, do they want him to come back or not? Are they done with him or not? And do you think that has changed now? What, what, what do you think the, the, the Memphis fan base uh, view of Dylan Brooks is now? It's so hard to determine where everyone is on Dylan because he's so polarizing. Like even when you get people that recognize, you know, Saturday night, I think was like the perfect, perfect example of everyone's going, you know, Everyone's so annoyed with him because he won't stop shooting. But then you realize when he gets tossed from the game, they've got no chance of getting a stop. Like That was kind of the other thing. And so I think now, though, where most people are is let's let Dylan go be somebody else's problem for a little bit. Obviously, no one wants – I don't think anyone wants no Dylan and no replacement for Dylan. Right. Right. That's untenable. Um, yeah, if the option is Dylan or nothing, I think most people will begrudgingly you, take Dylan. And I, I think most people are magically conjuring up, oh, let's just get Dylan with a better shot who doesn't talk like that. Correct. It's like, okay, how many teams are looking that, for that? That yeah, 29 other ones? Every, every team wants that. I mean, so, I suppose you could make the, the argument the only, the only teams that aren't looking for that are teams that are looking to lose. Right. Right. So, so 
you won't get that. You will not get that. It's very unlikely that you will get Dylan who can shoot better and who doesn't say crazy things. Now, you might get Dylan, someone in Dylan's role, who's not as good a defender, who can shoot better and doesn't say crazy things. Yeah. Someone who, you know, there are other 3 and D players out there who are less good at D. Um, but the problem is, is that you've got Jaron as an obviously defensive player of the year, but Judd gets lit up. Desmond Bain is not a great defender. Luke Kennard is a, is a, it gets lit up. Um, Steven Adams, once he's back, you know, does what he does. Um, but it's not like Steve, it's not like Steven's been a perfect defender. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no, no. And so you really have a, who, who are your lock them, lock them down guys on this team? There's, there's Dylan. Yep. Like that's it. Well, and, and I, I don't think it's any coincidence that the, the night that Jaron gets into the most trouble defensively, Hey, Dylan's in foul trouble. Then Dylan gets kicked out. Now you've got Xavier having to to go away from the basket, and that's leaving Jaron to to kind of be more on an island rather than like roam and 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 just kind of do what he does. Like I think all those things are related. All right, so we get to tonight, and uh, and I do think, despite all the doom and gloom. There is certainly an opportunity here. Well, I mean, that's the thing about these. That's the thing about these series, and especially when you're in a high-profile series, the swings are always probably too dramatic. Like when you're riding 100%. high, you probably shouldn't be riding that high. When you're riding low, you probably shouldn't be riding that low. But like tonight does feel like tonight is the uh, yeah. This is this is this is this is something. I mean, Josh said hey, you want to win every game, but yeah, this is a big game. And I think it's a big game. It's a big game for the franchise generally. It's a big game for the reputation of the franchise. Yep. Um, it's a big game for Ja. Um, it, 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 I, I hope the forty-five points puts an end, put an end to the silly "they're better off without Ja" thing, which is just stupid. It is true that they still do have to figure out how to be at their best as a team when Ja is at his best. Like that's something that has to be refigured out. Um, the, the herky jerky nation, nature of this year. Um, the fact that no one ever plays together yeah. on this team has made it difficult. It really has made it difficult. You just don't have healthy Ja, healthy Desmond, healthy Jaron, just those three, much less than healthy and unsuspended Dylan or unejected Dylan and a healthy Steven Adams. So there's some integration issues, but of course they're better off with John. But it is true. The two games in which he's played, they've lost. And so I think it's a I think it's a big game for Ja. It's a big game for Desmond Bain, who has not been good. I think it's a big game for Taylor Jenkins. Yes. In games three and four, as the Memphis Grizzlies coach, he's one and six. And, and the, the end, one and the one was the comeback, right? Like down twenty five, down yeah. by twenty five. Like, like, and I think most don't you think most people attribute more to that of like yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota collapse. collapsing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in the end, your record says you are what you say you are. I mean, your record you are what your record says you are. And uh, 
so it's big for him, and obviously it is big for Dylan Brooks. The um, uh, he was tossed for the nut shot against LeBron James, and I think it, there, there was some question as to whether he would be suspended. And I've seen some morons on Twitter. There's some very high-profile morons on Twitter saying how outrageous it is that he wasn't suspended when Draymond Green was suspended. Don't be stupid. He was only tossed because James Harden was also tossed. That was, to my eyes anyway, tell me if you did, that was not a – he was not. He did not go out to hit James, to hit LeBron James in the in the nuts. That was not his intent. Uh, he was reaching for the ball, and as it were, and uh, and I I think it was inadvertent. What did you think? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like uh, with Dylan, like I think we have at least acknowledged like this point where you are with Dylan trying to trying to figure out what's going through his head. It was not to me. It wasn't unlike the flagrant last year, right? It was in that it was. He's frustrated and yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's all he, it was a stupid play more than an intentional play. Right, he's frustrated and he lashes out in a way that isn't a pure basketball player because it's guided by frustration, but not by intent. If that was or malice, right? You know what I mean? Like um, yeah, this was not the same as the the play in Cleveland this year, where like he did like the army roll. To go and hit, uh, to go and hit Donovan Mitchell in the nuts. Like this is a different one. Well, compare it, compare it to LeBron. To, I mean, compare it to uh, Draymond stomping on the chest. There is no question in anyone's mind. I, I don't think like you can argue. Draymond tried to make this argument, but there is no question that Draymond was intentionally stomping on his chest. Now you can argue. And it, some did. His 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 defenders said it was justified, right? Because you started. He it. was it's, he was instigate. He was baited, like the right. It, but everyone acknowledges, I think, that he wasn't. Except for Draymond, who said he lost his balance. I think everyone acknowledges he was stomp, intentionally stomping on his chest. And I don't think there is universal agreement at all that Dylan Brooks was intentionally hitting. Yeah, Dray- I, I think James that's. I think that's. I, I also think though the biggest problem with Draymond was. I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced most of the suspension wasn't necessarily the act. It was what he did afterwards, and he, the fact right. that the commissioner was in the building. Yeah, an utter lack of contrition. Anyway, yeah. so uh, Dylan was not suspended uh, and will be ready to go tonight. What's the line? Four and a half. I mean, it's basically the same as it was Saturday. What do you think? I have no idea. I don't know where this team is. Uh, you, you've got a better sense because you're out there. I I don't know. This just feels like at a certain point, maybe this team was destined to have some comeuppings, and maybe this is where they are. At the same time, like, I don't know. I just felt Saturday night to me did not – if I'm someone who, like, wants the Lakers to be really good and to be a contender, that did not give me encouragement. Like I thought no. that game oh, should no. have been I don't like think the Lakers. Are, they, oh, they should. It, it was the Grizzlies were so bad. Yeah. It should. That's the amazing thing. As as bad as it was, twenty nine point lead. It should have been so much worse. Yeah. The Lakers. Yeah. Um, I, I think. Here's what I think. I think it'll be a battle. 
you know. I think this I will think be a four four quarter game. I don't think that we're going to get to the fourth quarter and feel like we did on Saturday night. Here's what we saw last year. Last year, they go to Golden State. Uh, they get blown out in Game Three, and then Game Four. Of course, there was no Jai in that game. Jai was injured for that game. There was no Steve Kerr in that game either. He came down with COVID before that game. So Mike Brown was and no coach. And uh, no, Dylan played in Game Four. He yeah, was, he oh, I'm sorry, back, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought he, you said he Dylan, didn't play in Game Three. Yeah, he came back. He came in Game Four, and that was the game where he he was five of nineteen because he had the lead, lost the lead, and ended up losing a close game. Yeah. Then they came back, win in Memphis, then they, whatever. I could see. Yeah. That happening. Uh, you hope that they. Because it, 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 it's easy now. It is true. Like the 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 they have at this moment very fully formed their reputation. Team that talks too much doesn't deliver. Yeah. It's just whether whether you like it, whether you believe it, whether you think that's fair, that is their reputation. I actually and think that this time it's it's fair to say it's earned. It's fair. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's earned. They've yeah, earned. It's earned. Yeah, and. Um, it didn't come out of the blue. Like, I, I think the, I mean, we've talked about this. The fine in the West thing was overblown. They sort of, they goaded that comment out of yeah. Ja. He played along. But if, if you go back to the fine in the West, it was, you know, who you worried about basically was the question. And he said the Boston Celtics. And then, you know, it was like, well, what about the West? We're fine in the West. And uh, like, give me something else, and uh, and he gave it to him. He fell into the trap, but that was that was not the Dylan thing was just out of the blue, just totally out of the blue. And so um, he did not have to say it. He did say it, and yes, they have earned that reputation. I was trying to think the other day of teams that had rep, teams or athletes who once had reputations that were not, you know, that were unsavory for one reason or another. And changed. Did Phil Mickelson like couldn't win? Like, it, and now of course he's changed it again. His reputation. Yeah, I mean right? the, the, that's kind of the problem with Phil. With Phil, Phil it's like it's, Phil's gone through like eight different iterations of what he is. I mean, I, yeah, couldn't win the big one, and then they kept winning the big one. Like, is is there? I was trying to think of teams or players that have effectively changed some unpopular. Reputation, because you can, and the way you do it is to win games. Right. But to the matter, you come back and you win this series. LeBron isn't smirking. Um, people aren't laughing, and I suspect Dylan would be a little more restrained. And then you'd be, you know, who knows? The Warriors have tied it up. Maybe you'd go out against the Warriors, and that would be a blast. <laughs> and all of a sudden, people love that Dylan, who was taken on staff, right? So, no, I mean, there's, there's opportunity they, they, here. They they have left themselves one path. And their and path, the path is, is it's win. just a win. Like you, you're not to gonna win. like they're not gonna just fundamentally change their you know reputation. What like their only path is to win. All right, we will take your calls on this, Jeffrey. What is the phone number? Give people the phone number. Jeff nine zero one four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine zero nine two nine. And the questions are. Uh, uh, what do you make of what happened? What do you think is going to happen? And also, where are you on Dylan 
Brooks. Uh, what do you make of what happened? What's going to happen? But critically, where are you on Dylan Brooks? The phone number is 901-445-0929. 901-445-0929. While you call, I will remind you that, that if you are selling your house, you would be insane if you do not uh, call Josh Heisaw at joshheisaw.com. Honestly, GP used to do these spots, and uh, I would uh, I'd listen to him, and I'd think, that can't be true. He can't do this thing whereby, and, and he, he, the, this is true right now, um, you, you're going to go ahead, you're going to list your house with Josh, come up with a price, et cetera. And if it doesn't sell in 45 days, Josh is going to either buy the house or take over the payments until the house sells. Um, it's that simple. And so you know your house will be on the market, and you know at bottom. It, let's be honest. It probably marketing the house. Who knows? You might get a you might get a uh, uh, an offer over the the listing price. But if within 45 days uh, you have not sold the house, um, he will either take over the mortgage payments or he will buy the house. Um, that's the kind of thing they do at Josh Heisaw, joshheisaw.com. Check them out on Google. There are hundreds of five-star reviews. Phone number is 901-461-8147. It's joshheisaw.com and start packing. If you need to stay on your home, there's only one thing to do. Call Josh, H-I-S-A-W. Go to joshheisaw.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Trista Crick with BetQL. The NHL playoffs are here and we're all looking for an edge when it comes to betting the Stanley Cup. Here's a trend from last year that I think is worth considering this year. Last playoffs, the Colorado Avalanche had an absurd 9-1 away record during their run to the Cup. This year, they take on the Seattle Kraken in the first round, and I look for them to continue building on this away-from-home record. Bet the Avs on the money line when they're on the road. I'm Trista Crick, hoping you beat the books. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-E. Baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Saturday, April 29th, come celebrate 901 night with your Memphis showboats take on the gamblers. We can't wait to have you for the USFL. Bring the whole crew to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium with special ticket four packs. Over the middle, jump, oh, he got it, caught. And get a free 901 showboats hat. Fantastic seats get you right next to the action for just $10. Oh, the showboats chug right back into this game. Buy your tickets today at theusfl.com. Frame Corner, Memphis's premier in framing, has a special for spring sale. 50% off tabletop photo frames and ready-made art frames. Get $25 off your custom framing when you spend $150 if you mention this ad. Get the framing those diplomas, sports memorabilia, fine art, and limited edition prints. Visit Frame Corner at 5035 Park Avenue in Memphis or online at framecornermemphis.com. That's framecornermemphis.com. The home stretch is here, and Memphis Shelby County Schools is kicking off its Miss School, Miss Out attendance campaign. I know it's been a long year, but you can't finish strong if you don't show up. Show up for your friends. Show up to crush the teacap. Show up for lunch. Whatever your reason, Memphis Shelby County Schools wants students to keep up, show up, and finish strong. Because if you miss school, you miss out. There comes a time every spring and summer where you look outside in Memphis and everything is colorful and blooming. Well, the same thing happens at O'Call, and that time has arrived. The spring and summer merchandise is here, and the whole store is blooming with color. Stop on by and see for yourself. Maybe you're planning for a spring trip, a return to the golf course, or wedding and graduation season. Or maybe you just want to celebrate the return of spring days, sunshine, and the playoffs. Whatever your inspiration, stop by and see your friends at O'Call. The whole place is blooming. Mom? Dad? Sis? Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity 10G network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie will have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. This is just your name on a gum wrapper. Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet with up to 10 times faster upload speeds on the next generation Xfinity 10G network for just $35 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. 
Hurry and shop the final days of Spring Fest at Lowe's. Right now, get an additional $300 off when you spend $1,996 or more on select major kitchen appliances. And keep your lawn looking fresh with savings on the Ego 15-inch string trimmer. It was $219. Now it's $199. Shop Spring Fest today because Lowe's knows spring. Lowe's knows home improvement. Vow to 426. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com for details. Kansas City Steak Company, another AmericanEagle.com success story. Started in 1932 as a family-owned butcher shop, today they're a leading distributor of superior all-American steaks delivered right to your door, ready for the grill and your taste buds. When it came to their website, an average site wouldn't do. They chose AmericanEagle.com to take their website to the next level. With a dramatic increase in competition and a softening market demand, they had two challenges. Improve their brand price presence and message and produce a positive return. AmericanEagle.com got to work and executed usability studies and detailed audits of site experience, digital assets, and marketing. The result, an integrated digital marketing and customer experience plan, organic traffic increase of 20%, and a long-term roadmap for success. If you love great steaks, go to KansasCitySteaks.com. For website design, development, and online solutions that bring efficiency and results, visit AmericanEagle.com. If you need a results-driven website, call the team at American eagle.com at 877-WEBNOW-1. That's 877-WEBNOW-1. Let's make this a Mother's Day she will remember with Massage Envy. Let's give her time for her this year with a customized facial or relieve some of her tension and stress with a massage. At Massage Envy, we want to make a big deal out of her time with us. Customizable packages in Collierville at Carriage Crossing, the Germantown Collection at Poplar and Exeter, in Midtown on Union Avenue, and on Germantown Parkway in Cordova. Or call 901-290-2234 today. Relax. It's Massage Envy Spa. We all dream about buying our first home, a place where we can settle down, build our future, and create lasting memories, a place for us to call our own. Great Choice Home Loans can make it easier. With down payment assistance from Great Choice Home Loans, you can get $6,000 or 6% of the purchase price toward your home. So make your dream a reality. Ask your lender about Great Choice Home Loans or visit greatchoicetn.com today. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. When the, uh, when the, when things aren't going well, let's say you're down 35-9 after a quarter. Just say to yourself, why now Wednesdays? One down Wednesday. That could help. Uh, it's one way to bounce back. Donny on Broad has uh, all along been one of my favorite restaurants. It's beautiful. It's delicious. Fried oysters. Best I've ever eaten in my life. Uh, right now on Wine Down Wednesday, bottles of wine half price, glasses of wine half price. Go sit at the bar, get a bottle of wine, and realize that it doesn't really matter what Dylan Brooks says or doesn't say. Life is good. Uh, it's Bounty on Broad. 410-8131 is the phone number 2519-Broad Avenue. We are taking your calls on the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks. Phone number is 901-445-0929. 901-445-0929. Jeffrey, who do we got? Jeff, we start with Frank at the Skybox in Cairo. Frank, you're on. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Uh, you know, I never thought we were going to win this game. You know, we just need to win one while we're there. Didn't think we would lose it in the fashion that we did or look so bad. 
uh, I think, um, I mean, who are you going to replace Dylan Brooks with? I mean, he, you know, we're hurting, any, we're hurting anyway without, without Stephen, you know, Stephen and, uh, and, you know, we're hurting on defense anyway. But we were one of the top defenses, were we not? Yes, it's it's amazing. Like it it is absolutely. But you're 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 speaking uh, uh, very rationally, Frank. I, I had someone had had written me on Twitter and said, I hope I have my heart hard hat on because all I was going to hear was that the sky is falling. And here, right off the right off the bat, we have a calm, reasoned, rational human being calling in and saying, all you got to do is win one. So I hope yeah. you all have fun at Skybox. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, see you. Yeah, four four five oh nine two nine four four five oh nine two nine is the phone number. Who do we got next, Jeffrey? Jeff, we go to Seth and Bartlett. Seth, you're on. Hey guys. Um yeah, I, I agree with the previous caller. I, I didn't necessarily expect us to get game three. I knew the Lakers in front of their home crowd would be excited. I I definitely was not expecting that demoralizing fashion of oh. game one. I don't think I've ever felt worse in in a quarter in Grizzlies history. Um, but, I, but as far as the Dylan stuff goes, um, this is it's Dylan, and it's really the Grizzlies right now. And I've loved the uh, the talking. I've loved the attitude of this Grizzlies team. I feel like it embodies the city in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, if you're going to talk, if you're going to have that bravado about you, when you get punched in the mouth like you did in Game Three, you've got to be ready to answer. And I think uh, if they don't answer back with a win. Uh, if they don't answer back with some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of answer on the court, I think they're going to be the laughing stock of the NBA in the off season. And I think they're going to have to live with that. They're a young team. And I think that if that's to happen, the front office probably has some questions to ask themselves as far as fringe pieces go, you know, where do we move forward from here? Cause we've talked a lot. You've got to win. As you guys said earlier, the only answer, the only way forward is winning. Yep. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, I think that's exactly right. And, and, it's in some ways like it's interesting. I won't feel no matter how this rest of the series goes, I'm not going to be demoralized heading into the, to the, to the off season because you have Jaron, you got Des, you got Ja, Stephen healthy, like it, 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 with Brandon, who knows what's going to happen with Brandon. Obviously it's a horrific injury, but I, I it, with Stephen and Brandon, this is a very different series. I do believe, and people are going to laugh at it, I 100% do believe that success is not linear. And this has been a, from certain perspectives, a horrific year. The jaw stuff, the Stephen injuries, the Dylan stuff now. It's, I don't really think it changes how I feel about the future. Um, but I do think the, I, I 100% believe that the, that the front office is going to have to think long and hard about the pieces that they put around that course. Yes. I think that that is absolutely true. Um, uh, no matter how this goes. All right. Phone number is four, four, five, Oh, nine, two, nine. How do you feel about the Grizzlies? How do you feel about Dylan? Jeffrey, who is next? Jeff, let's go to D from South Memphis. D you're on. Yo, yo, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for taking my call. Enjoy the show. Love it every time, every day. Um, so a Thanks, couple of D. things Saturday was absolutely despicable um not only on our part but you can see from the jump that the refs had it to make sure that the lakers lakers won from the jump ball if you notice how jaron was constantly trying to get his foot in position for the jump ball and the official kept telling him to move and then once he finally got him to move one last time 
he threw the ball up before before Jaron was able able to reset. So that was you know from the from the jump ball, I'm like, okay, we're we're probably not going to win this game. But after the tip goes, the the composure of the team was completely off, and I felt like it was on Jaw to settle the team. And I feel like right now we're witnessing Jaw struggle with being Ja and being Demetrius. It's like a, a split personality. Since he's, you know, had the run-ins with different things with the gun and the club and all of that, I feel like Ja psychologically hasn't been there, so the team psychologically hasn't been there. So now it's on Ja, like he built the culture, like he maybe have damaged the culture with everything he's done. It's on him to get the team back to where they need to be. And as far as Dylan Brooks is concerned, we've been waiting to see the bubble Dylan Brooks for two and a half years now. The man's shot is broken. He takes horrible shots. He may do great on defense, but what has he done for us in the playoffs since the uh, Utah series uh, a couple years ago? He hasn't done anything. So it's time to move on. The sky isn't falling, but at the same time, I feel like the team is psychologically not there. Like if you look at game one, Ja wasn't demanding the ball. Then he gave us the garbage points in game three. He made a bad decision with going up against Anthony Davis in game two. Like, we got to have better decision-making, know when to talk and know when to shut up, and let it show on the court. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, I agree with a lot of that. I do think there's, a, there's an issue of reintegrating Ja, and I, I, and, 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 you, and I think you saw that. I'm hopeful, though, that the 45 points helped restore him. I, I think when they're hit with the punch by the Lakers in the first quarter – Ja was, ja was just trying to figure out if his hand worked, yeah. you know, and I, I don't think he was in position. Uh, he was, he was psychologically well-suited to, for, for that moment. Uh, but then none of them were like, I, it really overwhelmed them. I do expect a better effort this time. Ja said it. He said, I've got to, as the point guard, so it was yesterday, he said, as the point guard, I've got to, I got to be better. I got to, you know, I can't turn the ball over. That's well, the, the and, biggest challenge you know, for hey, Ja. Great players define their careers by great moments in the playoffs. It's time for him to go have a great moment. Yeah. All right, 445 Who's next? Jeff, let's go to our friend Dennis in Whitehaven. Dennis, you're on. Hey, good morning, Jeff and Jeff. How are you? Look, man, I, I'm pretty good. Look, I just, uh, like you said, I'm not, the sky's not falling. You know, the Lakers did pretty much what they needed to do. I mean, if they had lost that game, it would have been some hot water for them. So, you know, we just take care of business tonight, which I think we will, and we'll be fine, man. I mean, I don't know these facts for sure, but I'm pretty sure that was the worst quarter in Grizz history. So, I mean, it was just a horrible game. And as far as the Dylan thing, kind of reminds me of the ALO thing. I mean, he does good things. You know, sometimes you like him, but you're open for a reason. I mean, people don't guard you for a reason. And, you know, you don't have to take the shots that they give you, just like you brought up the point about uh, Tony Allen. At least Tony Allen didn't take the bait. I mean, Dylan talked himself. It kind of reversed on him. I mean, all this, the talk that he did, it kind of backfired, and he ended up wanting to prove that, you know, he was the man. And if he's shooting and leading your team in shots, we will lose tonight. So, mm-hmm. But I think we're going to be all right, and I think uh, – Jenkins is going to get that in check, and I do think it's probably time to move on from Dylan. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, Andrew Carr writes on Twitter and says, and and I I don't know if you can confirm this or not. He said, as road road dogs, the Grizzlies are 0-16 straight up, 2-14 
against the spread. There had to have been more. They had been road dogs more than 16 times this year, though. Presumably, you would think. Um, no? I do know that they are. They have been very bad as an underdog uh, on the road. I can, if you give me two seconds, I can. I've, he has them road dogs 0 and 16 straight up, 2 and 14 against the spread. That's that's hideous. Uh, yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm showing in 18 games. It says 18 total games on BetQL. It's showing an 0 and 15 record in 2 and 13. So I don't know what the exact number is, yeah, but it's not. It's, that, it's like that. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. Like like Dylan said yesterday. He said, you know, we're a resilient bunch. This moment, and there are moments of resilience we've seen. You know, when Ja goes down, when Stephen Adam goes down, when Brandon Clark goes down. Let's not forget they did rally, and you know, smash the Warriors and, you know, post a winning record. Like they, they were, they have had resilient moments. I don't think nationally anymore. They are seen as a quote unquote resilient bunch, but now's the chance. Tonight's the opportunity. Four, four, five, Oh, nine, two, nine, four, four, five, Oh, nine, two, nine. Are we, how many more are we going to take on this? Jeff, Jeff, let's take three more on this. Let's go to Nick in downtown. Nick, you are on. Hey guys. How y'all doing this morning? We're good. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just kind of think they, uh, they finally kind of looked their age at the start of that game, looked a little bit shell shocked, and you know, just, I mean, not composed at all. Couldn't make anything. Kept turning the ball over. I mean, uh, you know, you kind of, I kind of wish, you know, there was some way in a perfect world where. We could have probably started ties, just, you know, have everything kind of calm at the beginning of the game and, you know, uh, just settle into it. But, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that happens. I mean, it doesn't, ha- doesn't happen to them a whole lot, but, you right. know, just it could, it gotta, clearly gotta, gotta win tonight. It just clearly, yeah, gotta win tonight. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jeff, next, Jeff, let's go to Dom in Midtown. Dom, you're on, buddy. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so with me, it's kind of simple, Jeff. Um, everything would be so much smoother on offense if Dylan would just take less shots. Um, the fact that he comes in the building night after night and literally shoots us out of games, it's a huge indictment on not only him but the coaching staff. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why you need a former player on that bench next to Jenkins. Um, it, it may be water under the bridge at this point with Dylan being on an expiring contract, but – I think you need you need somebody else on the bench that's gonna hold these guys accountable. Everybody can't have a green light. Um, that's all I got. I appreciate it. Thanks. It's interesting. He was asked about that yesterday. Taylor Jenkins was asked about Dylan shots, and um, the problem is is that you can't. You already have a non-shooter on the floor with with Tillman, right, or or with Stephen Adams, honestly. And so you've got. If you if you are saying Dylan is not allowed, if basically if you're saying he's Tony Allen, you've then got another non-shooter on the floor. They don't treat him like that, and I don't know that they can. Um, what he said was, and so the, so he says things that sound preposterous. He says things like, you know, we need him to keep shooting. Like he'll say that we need, we need him to take those shots. We need him to feel confident in taking those shots. You don't, if you're the head coach, want to put doubt in the mind of your player. You sure. want them to quote unquote feel your confidence. He's just not up to it though. 
Like he's just not up to it. And if that if he, like the Lakers are giving him shots, he is told if he has open shots to take them, and he is missing the open shots, and that's just going to keep happening. Now he did now, now now Taylor Jenkins did say that he said what, what we don't want. He said is a lot of he, when he gets downhill and is going to the rim and. Uh, Anthony Davis has come on over to block the shots. We need him to have better, make better decisions about uh, finding perimeter guys in that circumstance or dropping it off to a big. Like he didn't like, he was at least implicitly critical, not of the open three-pointers that Dylan was taking, but of the shots he was taking driving to the basket. He said he needed to do better there. Um, But it's a problem because he just, like, and then if Desmond Bain isn't shooting either, like well, you've got no you got no chance. I do think you may see more more Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard hasn't had a great series, but the team is better off has been better offensively when he's been on the court just because he spaces the floor um, in a way that Dylan Brooks does not. All right, do we wrap it up? We take it. Let's one take more? one more, Jeff, because this is a first for me. We got Brandon calling in from Kansas State. Brandon, you're on. Yeah, man, I love the show. I really haven't been able to listen a lot since I took the grad assistant position at Kansas State with Coach Tang last year. But, man, I feel like Dylan Brooks should stay. But with the demand of the fans, I think this may be his last year. But when you got to so what's guy, your what, – yeah, what, why, why do you – he does bring – what is it that you like? So he's the fourth, he's the fourth option on the team, I believe, right? Because so you got yep. J.J., you got John, you got uh, Desmond. He's the fourth option. He's the best defender. And the league average on three-point percentage is, is, is what, 30, 36%? He's shooting 33. So, I mean, he, he's okay with guarding the best guy every time. He's okay with guarding it. I love his energy. I think it's unfair that everybody is coming for him and saying – he is the he is the reason, or he's behind all this smack talk. No, everybody talks smack. Desmond Bain got a viral clip of talking bad to LeBron in the regular season, and LeBron was getting upset, saying, "No, he's talking to." That's the whole culture of the Grizzlies. It's a smack talking. We want all the smoke. So when things go wrong, we can't just jump on Dylan Brooks. Like he's giving all he can, and he's very reliable. How how often do he get hurt? No. I mean, do. He plays. Does this guy get hurt? He so no, he, he plays. plays. He plays in a in 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 a time of rest. Everybody's taking rest and 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 everybody's taking days off. He's playing ninety percent of the games. He's guarding the best player on the court every game, and you expect him to hit thirty seven percent when he's using all his energy. Well, on one, the, one of the problems is that he is the fourth option, but he often doesn't take the fourth most shots. That's one of the. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.